in the night. Stripes in our veins, sparks gonna fly. The beast gets awake, orange, black, and white. Cause when the jungle come alive, who day we ignite in Cincinnati, we gon' rise in In the jungle, we unite in Dripping orange and black and white. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the back-to-back AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Not to be a favorite. If you found that show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are killing it. You're, I am up to 2,379 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. If you're watching on Facebook or Twitter X and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, why not? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. Every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, if you subscribe to the channel, I've been putting lots of different stuff on there. Different videos, different shorts, stuff like that. So make sure you check all the stuff out that I have on the YouTube channel. Again, it's Sports with Strawberry Ice. And as always, I'm coming to you live from this glorious place down there. It's the Ice Cave. The Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. And you know it. I wear it almost every single day. I got the visor on today. People want to always see what my hair looks like. See, it doesn't look all pretty now. My hair For people, you know, on the podcast, my hair spiked. Anyway. If you guys wanted the Jackpot Joey gear, the hats, the visors, the flags, any of that stuff, please go to jackpotjoey9.com. Portions of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. The beer is out. Westside Peeps, I found a spot that has it. It's I think it's called Timer's uh, Drive-Thru. It's right there on Crookshank Road. They have plenty of it. So if you guys want to go get some of the Jackpot Joey and you live on the west side like I do, go to Timer's right there on 
uh, not it's corner. Well, it's Anderson Ferry, I guess. Where Anderson Ferry turns into Crookshank, right there at that corner, that drive through there. They have it again. Portion of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Foundation as well. What's up to everybody in the chat? We had strangers in there first. Kevin's in there. Lindsay, Andrew, Augie, Greg, Lindsay again. Andrew again. What is up? I will try to get to all your questions here in a minute, but let's get to the reason we're here. And just to let you know, Joe Burrow was throwing the ball today. It looked pretty good. I'll, I'll play that video here in a minute. But let's get to Dallas. What's going on, Dallas? How are you, brother? I'm good, Jeff. Thanks for having me back on here again. I know you had my co-host, Mr. Jay Morrison, on yesterday. So it's, it's a PFN takeover this week. And yeah, excited to be here. I can't believe we're going into week five already. I can't believe the Bengals are in the position they're in either. So it's, like, it's a lot to get to. You're telling me, dude. I... I, I just listen to, I think it was your guys' podcast or somebody. You said the same thing. I'm like, wow, you're right. We're already through the first month of the season. Like, I know. <laughs> damn, that went quick. I'm like, it seemed like it took for, well, with the Reds being good, it, the summer wasn't as long for me this year as, as you know, but training camp seemed like it took freaking forever. But once yeah. we got through that, now we're like rolling through it and we're, we're on to, to Arizona. But I did see your boy Jay, Jay out there and, uh, they saw some good news. I think I, we got a video here from, uh, Jerry, Jeremy Rowell, Fox 19 of Joe Burrow making some passes. Let's check this out. It would help if I actually played a video. We'll try this again. <laughs> well, I mean, he looks pretty good to me. I'm no doctor. Yeah. I mean, people on Twitter are like, someone is on Twitter, well, it does look like he's 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 moving in water and he's moving too slow and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, it's, he's warming up. I mean, he's not going to go full speed, so I'm not sure what people yeah. want. But from that video, from my expertise, which I have none, I think he looks pretty good. What do you think, Dallas? Yeah, I'm not a doctor either. You know, I'm just – I can just – you play uh, one on the internet? Some people I, tr do. I try to. You know, I think a lot of people do. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I think only Joe knows how he really feels, right? I don't think any of us are going to have any, you know, wisdom on that all of a sudden. I don't know. I think I think Jay brought up a good point on our podcast yesterday, the Pro Football Network Bengals podcast. Shameless plug. Got to throw that. Hey, in there. plug all the way, man. Plug away. You know, he he said that Joe the same thing. That Joe looks good in practice. That Joe doesn't have a limp when he's moving around in practice. That he's that he's running out of the pocket in practice, and he never looks uncomfortable. And that maybe it's more instead of a pain tolerance issue, it's more of just like a mental issue. That. Every time Joe takes a hit in a game, every time he maybe tries to escape the pocket or scramble, which he's done a little bit on occasion, obviously he's severely limited, but he's done a little bit of that, that every time he does that, he's thinking, am I going to tweak this? Am I going to aggravate this? Am I going to do something that gets us back to where we were, you know, weeks ago? And I'm going to go back to square one and we're going to have to start this process all over again. I think that's a great point. And I wonder if it's if that's the thing is he just doesn't want to start this whole process over again. It's not necessarily a pain issue on every play. It's we don't want to go back to square one. And I think that's fair. I think that's probably a fair outlook to have. Yeah, exactly. That That's kind of where, where what I've said if because I think he got, I don't want to say overconfident, but pretty confident about his cap in that Ravens game because yeah. he was moving around and coming out of the pocket really well. He was starting to like the second half there. He was starting to look like his old self. And then he tweaked it again. And like you said, it went all back to square one. So, that's where I've noticed, like, like August asking, how, does he? Do I see improvements in it? He looks to me like he is getting better. I mean, he's running. He's I haven't seen him do a full sprint or anything. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but I mean, I've heard he, he's I've heard he's done them <laughs> at practice. I'll tell you that I haven't seen it for myself, but I've heard he's done them. So 
but getting back to the point is that's where I think it's a mental thing where he's worried because he's got the, like, like I said, this where Corey Dillon has been on my show. Yeah. And he's talked about the pressure that Joe has because of the contract. And of course, all this hits when he gets the contract, mm-hmm. you know, and the pressure of, of trying to perform and, and the mental pressure to like, my guys are out there. Like, you know, I can walk, I can play. He goes, yeah. Corey's like, that really gets to you of, of trying to get out there and play. Then he gets out there and plays and he has the pressure of not screwing his calf up again. So, and people are like, well, that's why he needs to sit. Okay. Well, Dallas, now Bengals captain said this and I agree with him. Joe Burrow is a guy who needs reps. So if you sit him, he's not getting the reps. He comes back. He might be healthy, but he's rusty. And, uh, you know, that that's where, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a juggling act, I think. Yeah, there are a lot of competing factors, right? I mean, I think he said today after practice that he felt the best he's felt in a long time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's yes. a positive. That's a, that's Yes, that's a great positive. I really think that they're just trying to say, can you gut it out through these next two weeks, get to the bye week, and let's right. see what can happen after that. And, and just pray to God that that time will allow his calf to heal and maybe get some sort of symbol, at least closer to where he was before. I don't know. I don't know whether he can do that or not. Um, yeah, I'm sure he feels a lot of pressure because of the contract. I'm sure he pulls, feels a lot of pressure just from being an NFL quarterback. They're the leaders of NFL teams. Right. right. They don't want to ever set out games, you know. Um, and, and the fact, I think we talked about this after week one. You could blame that week one loss on a lot of things, on Joe Burrow's injury, on the weather. Maybe there was some pressure from the contract, right? I think all those factors are, are still kind of are still kind of coming up. Joe Burrow has got to be one of the most competitive people on the planet Earth, right? He didn't want to he didn't want to come out of the game on Sunday when they were down twenty four points with ten right, minutes when, left. When all of all of us when, are screaming at TV like, "Why are you going back into the game?" Like, do you think this Bengals offense is going to score twenty four points and ten unanswered points in ten minutes? I, I don't. Hey, <laughs> but, I, uh, I, I, I heard I heard you did it one time. <laughs> Matted, yes. No, it, See, that, that can be, you do, you do. Good, I like that. Thank you. Uh, but I think if he's not going to want to, doesn't want to come out in that situation, they're not going to want to bench him for. He's not going to want to sit out for a full game. Right, I mean, right. I just, I think Zach Taylor probably he, he's a player's coach, and if Joe Burrow wants to play, he's going to play. And I think yeah. that's just kind of how it is. I don't. Maybe if they if they truly fall out of things here in a few weeks, and it's clear the season is over. You say, hey, we've got an investment in this guy. We're going to sit you down. This right. is just not our year. Right. I, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Right now, when we're four weeks into the season, it's I just don't see it's I don't think it's a possibility. I don't think it's realistic. Yeah, and and, and like Zachy said today in his press conference, uh, you know, I can't remember the question. I mean, there's pain tolerance or if Joe plays or something like that, but he basically said, you know, I'm gonna lean on Joe. I think it was mm-hmm. feels and the pain tolerance or anything, which which I've said this a million times on here. Because doctors have said this, and again, I am not a doctor. I'm just going by what they say. A, a calf strain like this, they they don't know. The doctors can't tell you when it's completely healed. Only the player, because yeah. they can't even find on the images on an MRI or whatever that it doesn't. It won't show them if it's completely healed or not. I mean, right? You could say it is, and then they go out. All right, it's great, and then they hurt it. I mean, it, that's what's so tricky about this. Which I, I'll, I'll be happy to be done with this. I'm so tired of talking about calves, but <laughs> that's where we're <laughs> so yeah. It's tricky that and. People get mad at Zach saying, "Oh, you should just sit him." But if Joe Burrow's saying, "I'm good," yeah, and you—that's the leader of your team. We got to cut his legs out from under him in front of everybody exactly. and say, "No, you're sitting." And if you sit him, the season—the season probably is over now. Because right, well, that that rolls me to my other other question. Yeah, is if they lose, which I don't think they're going to lose. I think they're going to have a, a 
bunch of angry Bengals. I think we're going to come out there and win. I yeah. love our crusher right now. I think we're going to win. But worst case scenario, they they lose. The season's over. I mean, I, I, I and me, I'm the most optimistic Bengals fan there is. If yeah. we lose to Arizona, the season's over. I don't think we're going to do that. But I mean, are, are you in agreement with that? Definitely. I mean, I, I hate to say that. And it's look, the Bengals won what 10 straight games last year. Uh-huh. It can it obviously, yes, it can be done. But that was Joe Burrow at full strength. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a completely different situation this year. I think if you fall to one and four, not just in the AFC North, where they assuming Baltimore wins, they'll be three games behind Baltimore in the AFC North in that situation. Mm-hmm. But in the AFC as a whole, I mean, this is obviously a loaded conference. You fall to one and four, I yes. Mathematically, you look back at any season, one and four is a death sentence. I mean, one and three is basically a death sentence. It's hard. See if they can come out of that. In the state of the NFL, how it is now with how strong the AFC is, yeah, I think the season would be over. And, and I and I think it would be over. Got and it. I think if Jake if Jake Browning played on Sunday, I don't think the Bengals can win because we've never really seen three him. passes. We've never really seen him in a game, but like the Arizona Cardinals aren't the joke that we thought they were going to be coming into the season. And you know, maybe we can talk about that, but it's they're they've been pretty impressive. They've been I just, in every game. Yeah, and I don't think a Jake they beat Browning, Dallas. Yeah, I don't think a Jake Browning led team could go out there and maybe they could pull it out, but like, it's not going to be a definitive win uh, in any capacity with Jake Browning. I don't think, I don't know if it's going to be with Joe Burrow either, but they obviously have a better chance. I have, yeah, I have, we have a better chance. And the thing is the, the hope that, that I'm holding on to and Bengals fans, you hold on to this, the farther Joe gets away from the second time he aggravated or hurt it, yeah. the, the more health, the healthier he's going to be. So he's yeah. healthier now than he's been, you know, since he hurt it the second right. time. So that's the, that's the caveat is, the farther he gets away from the second aggravation, the better he's going to start doing stuff. And that that's what you can hope. And, and I'm with you now. The caveat to that, people would say, well, they should they should have addressed the backup quarterback situation a little better. Where I'm like, well, they did. I don't think good enough. They tried to get yeah. Trevor Simeon. He didn't work. And then they – and I can't uh, – well, who's the guy from Dallas that they, they had? That he uh, Will Greer. Yeah, they had Will Greer. Yeah. And then he up and left on him, which I think – I don't think they were ready for. Yeah. Now – you, you can say they should have got somebody better. I mean, you know, I, me, I was all for getting old Bengals back, you know, either Andy Dalton back or yeah. getting AJ, AJ, uh, what you got about AJ McCarron back. You know, yeah. he had a good season in the XFL. Mm. Now people have thrown that at me like, well, I, well, AJ McCarron will start over Jake Browning. Eh, I don't know about that. He's only been here like a week and a half. So, and Jay yeah. Morrison, your, your co-host kind of uh, agreed with me on that. I don't think AJ sure. McCarron is ready to play in this offense because he's never played in, in a Zach Taylor offense. Yeah, I mean, they sure they could have brought in a, a different or better backup quarterback this offseason. But I mean, it's like the eternal question. How much do you want to invest in a position that if you're starting a backup quarterback, you're already in a poor position, right? I mean, Jacoby Brissett was available this year. He got $8 million. Do the Bengals want to spend $8 million on a quarterback who hopefully doesn't ever see the field? I mean, Taylor Haneke is at like $7 million or $7.5 million. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Some teams think it's worth it to invest in a backup quarterback. Some don't. The Bengals didn't know that Joe Burrow was going to suffer a calf strain uh, before training camp or during training camp when second, they were making second day of camp. Yeah. Second day. Yeah, you don't know that when you're making these moves in the spring, right? right, or in the summer. You don't know. So, yeah. Do I think Trevor Simeon or Jake Browning was was the best backup plan the Bengals could have gone for? No. Was there a middle ground between that and the upper tier of backups? Maybe. I there could have been, but. I don't know. It's is that question that every NFL team has to has to kind of answer is is it even worth it to spend money on a backup quarterback when 
if he comes in, we're probably toast anyway. Well, the thing is, that's kind of interesting. Interesting you brought that because they used to never spend money on guards, you know, yeah. and then they wouldn't got got uh, Alex Ka- uh, Kappa. Yep. So they they've changed that now. I mean, it's not going to do anything good now, but maybe no. this next offseason, maybe they're like, all right, well, maybe we should spend yeah. a little bit more money on a backup quarterback, which I, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. could have, should have, would have. That's I, I hate Monday morning quarterback. If Joe doesn't get hurt. None of this matters, you know, but he did. So that's kind of, that's kind of. Where exactly. We're, we're I at. mean, they can go out and sign Carson Wentz now or, or Joe Flacco or somebody if they think that that's an improvement. But it's I don't like, know if that is. <laughs> I don't know that it is either. And it's yeah. like at this point in the season, it's just, it just kind of is what it is. Like you said, this is the reality that they have to face now. And whether they can get through it or not, I guess, is an open question that we'll find out. Exactly. Now, one guy I know who is looking forward to uh, this weekend's game is uh, Lou Anarumo, the man. Oh, side. yes. Lou D. Oh, yes. I hope he dials some stuff up. Now, it's kind of scary because this defense has not been anywhere close. No. To, except for Monday night. Monday night looked great. But that's really the only game it's looked good this yeah. whole season. What, what's your thoughts on why that is and how excited do you think Lou is? So it's kind of a two-part question. <laughs> I'm sure Lou is very excited. I mean, <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure he definitely thought he had that Cardinals job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think he was – pretty perturbed that he didn't get that job uh, or get any job. I'm sure he's fired up based on that, based and based on how his defense is playing, which is not great. Uh, I don't know what the problem is. It, it's hard to say. I, it, it, you, you hate to say, I just want these guys to play better, but that's what it really feels like, right? It doesn't seem like there's – and so obviously the missed tackling has been an issue, and, and it was an issue. Yeah, it, it was a 27 missed tackles. Like I, I, <laughs> yeah, Jay but it was, a, at me, it was a lot, though. Jay looked at me like I, was, like I had three eyes when I said <laughs> – I'm like, all right, I kind of messed up on the, uh, the stat there. Sorry. I mean, it was a lot of missed tackles. There was a lot of guys bouncing off Derrick Henry um, and a lot of big plays to a Titans offense that you don't – you wouldn't think could make a lot of big plays, right? This isn't we made, exactly. We made, we made Tanner Hudson look like a uh, not Tanner Hudson, uh, uh, Tannehill, Tannehill uh, like a freaking All Pro. They made them look like the greatest show on turf. They were throwing the ball deep. They never do that. It, uh, it, it was it made no sense, really. I, I honestly couldn't believe it. And the fact, and they brought they got ten to two Tannehill a couple times. But it wasn't like they were getting after him on every play, which I thought they would. I thought the Titans – I think the Titans have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL, like, by far. And it, it didn't really look like that on Sunday. They, they got to Tannehill a couple times, but it wasn't on every play. Right. Um, I think they the, – I, I really do think the Bengals' defense will have a rebound game against the Cardinals. I'm still a little uncertain on how this offense is going to play. But I think – when I, when I look at this Bengals-Cardinals game and I pick the Bengals, which I did, it's because of how I think this defense is going to play. I, exactly. I don't think the Cardinals have a very strong offensive line either, especially on the interior. So I'm interested to see if they, if, if Lou move, like what kind of packages he uses on third down, who he can get rushing from that defensive tackle spot to really wreak some havoc in the middle. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I wonder if it's like, I think some of the back end issues, it might be communication related. I mean, yeah, you've, got, you've got a couple of young safeties. You don't have Jesse Bates. You don't have Von Bell anymore. Maybe that's like an easy excuse, but I, I think that probably that's, is part of the concern. Like it is. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I have more faith in this Bengals defense to rebound. I do too. I have faith in all of it, to be honest. I mean, every I, part of it, I think they can get better. Yeah. I, I think because the thing with the offense is like you're just waiting on Joe Burrow to get healthy and, and maybe T. Higgins to get healthy now too. Whereas the defense, you're not really like waiting around on anything. It's just like, Let's see. Let's see you guys execute. Let's see you actually perform the way that we know you can. 
I, I think it'll happen on I think it'll happen this week. I guess I have questions it's like got to. <laughs> it's got to. And like once they start playing better offenses too, like Seattle's a good offense, Buffalo, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I, if they can't hold up at that point, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> and the yeah. offense still looks like this, it's going to be a problem. But yeah, exactly. Th- this week, I'm, I think there's going to be a rebound for, for Lou's unit for sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like like a couple of the, uh, I'm not going to say who it was, but a couple of the coaches uh, told me on the way out to practice, they have to win. <laughs> so they, have, they, they that's their mindset. They have to win. That's where, and, and uh, I, huh? Go ahead. No, I'm sure they feel the pressure. I'm sure there's a lot of pressure in that building. I, I kind of wonder, like, if they, I get, I know you don't want to get too negative, and neither do I. But I can't help but like look ahead. And if they lose this game, like, what's the locker room going to be not, like? Yeah, it's not well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a situation they've dealt with over the past few years. Everything's been so positive. It, it'll be interesting to see. And what, one thing that that another thing I, I keeps I'm hanging my hat on is that the, the team did a similar thing to this last year. And I know, yeah, the expertise there. You can't you can't rely on last year because it's a different team. It's truly not. It's the same freaking team. I mean, they did it last year. I mean, they, so they can just go back to, you know, they have confidence that they can do it because they know they've done it. Yeah. That That's where I'm at. And and, let, and let's just get back to Joe. And I, I think this is, this is an important thing that Joe said. He said that this is the best he's felt all season after a game. Yeah. To me, I'm like, ding, 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 ding. That's pretty good. Pretty big statement right there. Whether you yeah. want to look at that way or not, because if he says it, because before that, you know, after, the Baltimore game, he's like, oh, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, yeah. He's like, oh, you know, and Joe's never going to go, I, you know, we're going to, I feel 100%. But like, yeah. He says that's the best he's felt. That's pretty, a pretty good statement right there, I think. Yeah, it's like I, he was, he's been generally pretty honest about how he's felt through this whole thing. So right. to hear him say, like, hey, I feel really good and to give kind of that positive update, yeah, it's good to hear, obviously. Um, it's yeah, it's been it's been hard to like hear him him and Zach talk over these past couple of weeks. Honestly, they ask like they asked some of the reporters asked Joe Burrow, "What's the offensive identity of this team?" And I think his answer was something like, "We don't we don't have any. We don't have one right now. Like we can't get anything going." Right. It, it, it's so shocking to see that. Yeah, I think if he says that he feels better, I believe him. I mean, there's really nothing. There's no benefit to him setting expectations too high and then going out there and looking like it's looked these past few weeks, right? You gotta you gotta set expectations low and then go and exceed them. Um, so I think it's good. I think it's good for him to say that he's feeling good. But we're not gonna know until the game, until the the, the ball starts flying, the action starts going again on Sunday. You won't know. I, I, we're not gonna know. I think every week it'll probably until we see him go out and have one of these Joe Burrow classic performances, it's gonna be like kind of a repeat every week. Joe, how you feeling? Are you feeling better? Yeah, I'm feeling a little better. It's not going to matter. We got to see him in the game, and that'll tell the real story, I think. Exactly, exactly. And the thing is, too, Dallas is, I think the Bengals, and I hope they had this mindset. I know they, they, they're the mindset is we got to win, hmm. but I also hope the mindset is we got nothing to lose. That's you true. Know? And I, I hope Zach is going out there like we got nothing to lose. I mean, we lose, it's over. You know, so go out there, play balls to the wall. Yeah. You know, go forward on fourth down, and when you're you know fourth and three yeah. in the end zone, yeah. go for it. You know, man. And, and it's kind of Zach has done that more often. Yes, but he ha- but he hasn't this year. And I was the more I look back on uh, the the game, I was kind of I wasn't like a red flag going, oh, he should have went for it. But the more I think about it now, it's kind of like kind of surprised that they didn't go for it on that 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 opening drive to, to try to get a touchdown. Not just that one, but there was the one right before halftime at midfield, another fourth down where mm-hmm. they they could have gone for it. I I think 
you're right. I think Zach Taylor has been pretty good at making these like fourth down decisions and other analytically friendly decisions like through his time here. I, I would agree with that. I, I do wonder if he's thinking, okay, our offense and Joe Burrow are so limited that first drive, we, we've got to get some sort of points on the board. And he also mentioned that the Titans have a really good red zone defense, which which they do, well, they do. yeah, they do historically. Yeah. I, I think that if if the Bengals offense keeps performing like this, they're not going to be favored in a lot of games. They're not going to be able to put up a lot of points. At that point is when you really need to start getting aggressive. That's not the point when you need to say we need three points here and three points there. That's the time when you kind of got to say, what can we do to actually get some real scoring on the board here? Go for fourth downs, whether it's near the goal line or at midfield. You know, I think that's the that's the takeaway is if we're going to have trouble scoring, then we've got to create more opportunities for ourselves. And the way you do that is to keep the ball by converting fourth downs and not taking three points or or punting or, you know, I think you've got to be aggressive. I, I think that's the mentality going forward. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully that they'll scheme up stuff more like they did Monday night. Cause yeah. it seemed like that, that, that was what was puzzling to me. The more I went back and rewatched the game. Cause when I, when I watched the game first, I'm a fan. I'm just watching. Then I rewatch yeah. it. I kind of try to put my analyst hat on, which I'm not an analyst at all, but I try to figure stuff out, but watching how it was schemed up Monday, how they're scheming up getting Jamar open. Yeah. They didn't do that. There, there was no motion or any, and not. I mean, it's some, but not nothing yeah. like it was Monday. That's where I found it puzzling. Where I almost felt like maybe the Bengals overlooked the Titans. You know, I mean, because they went in there, beat them three, three uh, years in a row. Yeah. You know, maybe they thought, ah, oh, we got this. We're gonna, you know, come out with a win. And I, I don't know if they did that or not, but just the game plan in general was odd to me. And I love Zach Taylor, <laughs> I, you know, but the game plan was odd. I think Zach Taylor's done a really good job. I think he's a great like people manager. I think he's a, a decent play caller. I think the problem the Bengals are running into is that this team is tailored to Joe Burrow and to Joe Burrow's strengths. Yes. And they just don't do the type of, like you said, motion, shifting. These other things that you see teams like the Dolphins and the 49ers do, they don't really do that type of stuff. And I, I don't know if that's just because Joe Burrow doesn't like that stuff, if that's because Zach Taylor doesn't like that stuff, if it's a combination they're they've mostly been a player driven team right, right. they've been in and, you, and you, maybe they overlooked the titans i think their whole the bengal's whole offensive strategy since joe burrow has been here is we're better than you we don't need to scheme jamar chase and t higgins open we don't need to create these you know do the rub routes and, and stack bunch receivers and all this other stuff because we just have better talent than you do they don't. Which they did. They they, they got did. more talent. Yeah, that's, that's and, and, on, and on paper they still do. But right. when your quarterback is playing like this and can't move and can't get the ball down the field, and if T Higgins isn't going to be available, and the defense can just say it's Jamar Chase and nobody else, and we're going to stop him and not worry, about, then you you've got to do something else. And I think there will. I think there will be some questions about how this offense is being run, depending on Sunday's result, just in terms of. You know, other teams win when they have backup quarterbacks. Other teams win when they have limited quarterbacks. What are the Bengals doing to help Joe Burrow out a little bit here? And I know what Brian Callahan talked about it today. You can't just install a new offense in midseason, yeah. right? You can't just you can't do that. These are human beings. They're, it's not a computer game. You've got to but you can't work on the play. Team up something for different plays you already have to. Yes, which is what they did. I think but you can tweak. You can tweak. Things. Things. Yes, and I would yeah. like. And they've done that in the past. They did that mm -hmm. last year. They moved to a shotgun offense. They moved to a shotgun running game. They've changed their running their running uh, scheme style. Yep, they have done things like that in the past, which gives me confidence that they can make some changes going forward and that this team is a veteran enough team where they can kind of make those changes in season without having to say, we need two or three weeks to get this right. 
I, I don't know. I, I have the faith that they can do something. I, I, I don't know exactly what that something will be, but I think something has to change, it, depending on how this Sunday goes, if Joe Burrow looks like he has these past few weeks. Exactly. Now let's talk about the guys who uh, did not practice and were limited today. T mm. was not dressed. Cam Taylor Brett was not dressed. And then after practice, we saw that Orlando Brown was limited. He came up uh, on there with a growing. Is there anybody else that I'm missing on, on that list? I think there's a. Uh, Herb Smith was limited Herb still Smith, yeah. after missing last week. Yeah. But he did practice a little bit. He did practice. Yeah. So that, that's then, a good sign. Yeah. Um, let's get to T. Um, I yeah. think he, personally, I think he's going to play. I, I think he's he, if he can get out there and walk if Joe's if Joe's out there T's gonna be out there. Now I've I have literally broken all my ribs before uh, in a car wreck and I, oh really oh dude it hurts so freaking I couldn't breathe I couldn't walk he's only broken one he's also an elite athlete so it's completely different than me he's trying to play <laughs> trying to play football you're not an elite athlete Jeff no I, no no I, I, okay. I, I never I never was I I, I like to <laughs> I used to think I, I I was some kind of athlete now I'm just a a remote control athlete. <laughs> so I am now. Same um, but they've they've went through this before without with, with missing team. But yes. again, Joe is healthy. Yeah. What's your thoughts there? If T can't go, mm. are we relying on Trent Irwin or is it time to have the Yossi show? Because I was kind of hoping they'd try to target him a little a little more last week when T was out. Yeah. No, I mean I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it. I think we all saw him in the preseason, how explosive he can be. Um, I, I would think that Trent Irwin is probably going to get the first chance if if he doesn't play because he's been here the longest and he showed last year that he's capable of being you know, a wide receiver four type receiver in this offense. But I think, yeah, I would like to see. Maybe they can have a dial up a few plays for Yoshivas and just get him out there and see what he can do. I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know what their plan is. I I would agree that I think T will, will want to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never broken a rib or broken all my ribs, so I can't say that I know what that feels like, but it doesn't sound great. Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it's it's, uh, if it's just a pain tolerance issue, yeah, I think he'll want to be out there. And I mean, he kind of said that. He goes, I'm a yeah. football player. Yeah, That's what we do. Exactly. And he can wear like a flag jacket or whatever and, and get a little more comfortable. And like we said before, if he if the player wants to play – is Zach Taylor going to say no? Right, and the one that people kill me—they're like, you, you got to keep, you got to keep these players from themselves. I don't think T's going to hurt the rib anymore. It's already broke. Right. I mean, I, you know, they put a flash. I don't think it's going to. I mean, again, no doctor. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but guys have played with these things before. I mean, people act like Joe. It's horrible, terrible idea. He's playing with his camp. Aaron Rodgers did, and I. True. I, I don't want to hear about the the he tore his Achilles this time. It was the other leg. He played yeah. with this injury in green bay and joe talked to him about it how he got through it so it can be done you know it's not out of the realm of possibility that that these guys i mean like, I said, like t said we're football players they play yeah. with stuff that you and me would be sitting at home with an ice pack on and laying in bed yeah. and my wife would be you know she tell me i'm having a man cold again but but anyway <laughs> that that's where we're at uh but i mean yeah. either way i would still like yoshivash to get some more action and try to see what we saw in training camp can actually translate to the regular season. That would be nice. I think it'd be great, especially because you don't I mean we don't know if T is going to be here next year. It'd be nice to see a little bit of Yoshivas and see, hey, can can he play in a, in a regular season NFL game? What what can he do on the field? Is he a realistic option like going forward to be a wide receiver two on this team? 
alongside Chase. I, I I do think on T Higgins too. I'm sure number one, like his number one thought is this is a must win game for the Bengals. Just like Joe Burrow is thinking, I got to be out there. Right. I, I wonder if his if his contract situation is playing into this at all too. I've said and the thing I've said this. I, I think it is. Yeah. And one thing I, I've said, I, I I actually can't stand his 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 agent because I don't think his agent wants to negotiate with the teams. I think he wants his players to get mm-hmm. the free agency. I, that's yeah. where I think he's at. And I, I just I thought we we're gonna sign T. At this point, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think this guy's gonna play ball until he get his his uh his yeah. a, his client gets the free agency. So yeah, I do think the and, the contract is weighing on T's mind. Go ahead. And I don't even know if that's the case. I don't know if that would make him want to play more or play less <laughs> because you right. want to be out there and get the statistics and you know prove that you're this wide receiver one type, but you also don't want to risk missing more time. That's the worst thing an NFL player can do in a contract season is just right. not be on the not field, play. Right? right? Not play. That's the single worst thing you can do. So I'm sure it's all factoring in, just like, you know, all the contract stuff with Burrow was a factor in everything we talked about before. Again, these guys are human beings. It's not, it's not Madden. It's not the, it's, these are, these are real life people dealing with like real life injuries and real life contractual situations. It's complicated. It's complicated. I, if I had to guess, I'd say T will be out there, but that's just a guess. All right. So with that being said, what do you think are the keys to the game to, First of all, stopping Arizona hmm. and the Bengals actually pulling this out. I mean, I think based on previous weeks, they've got to limit the explosive plays. And it's again, you look at the Cardinals roster, it's kind of like the Titans. It, it's not a, it doesn't look scary on paper. Josh right. Jobs, Josh Jobs is playing quarterback, right? Hey, but he's Josh, playing out of his mind, too. <laughs> he's like eighth in QBR. It's, un- it's unbelievable. He's playing really well. Um, they've got like Marquise Brown. They've got rookie Michael Wilson. Those guys can get down the field. So I, if they've got to stop those deep shots, I mean, those deep hole shots that the Titans were hitting, that cannot stop. They've got to get better at tackling. James Conner is not Derrick Henry by any means, but he's a very hard punishing type runner that the Bengals had difficulty with last week. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another problem too. Um, on paper, it's really not close in a talent level between these two teams. But and you have a desperate, desperate, desperate Bengals team you do. <laughs> coming in. You do. But the card, like you said, the Cardinals have been in every game. They almost won their first two games. They, they, the two teams that they were playing had massive comebacks. They beat the Cowboys in week three. They kind of got dominated last week by the 49ers, but like the, the final score is still relatively close. I just don't think this is like the, the team that we all thought. It's they're, they're playing really hard. I don't think they have a ton of talent, but. It's not the type of team you're just going to roll over, I think, at this point, um, especially with how the Bengals are playing. So, yeah, I, I do think it's going to be a win, and, but I don't think it's going to be an easy win. I would like to see an easy win. I mean, that I would love to. That, it doesn't would. it feel like a 31 to 7 win would just wipe away all these problems? Oh. Everything would feel like. Oh. Feel like it used to, and we'd you know be better. My shows would be so much, so much, so much better next week if that <laughs> yeah, that would happen. Exactly. That would be so awesome. I, yeah. I would I would stop getting hounded on Twitter like you're yeah. such a Bengals homer. You're I'm like, I know I am. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. And I pick the Bengals every week. They've made me look like fools, you know, all, every week but one. I think a win like that would just put a lot of these concerns to bed, make everybody feel great. But I, I just have my doubts that they can do that right now. I mean, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but it all depends on how much Joe can move. And, and it's yeah. not even moving laterally. It's more stepping up in the pocket. And, and my buddy Joe yes. from uh, the Bengals uh, Riverfront show said that. And I, again, 
wasn't something I paid attention to during the game because I'm just watching the game after afterwards. I'm like, yeah, he wasn't stepping up. Which I mean, yeah. some of the some of the blitzes were coming straight, but yeah. he couldn't step up. So yes. that was that was more of, of the issue with that too. So let's let's get to that point. I want to get to is um when you have a quarterback who can't move and you had a defensive front like Tennessee, Arizona's mm-hmm. defensive front is not as good. It's still a pretty good defensive front, but not, you know, they don't have a Jeffrey um Simmons, well, yeah. There's Simmons. No, they don't, they there's no Simmons now. There's no Simmons. But with Burrow, if he which I said, knock on wood, hopefully he can move more. Mm-hmm. Than he did last week, which he's getting another week away from not aggravating it. You know, hopefully get through all practices and not and not aggravate it. He yeah. should be able to move more. If he can do that, that bodes well to be able to get out of some of the stuff that he couldn't get out of last week. Because if he can just yeah. step to the side, you know, not necessarily run, just step to the side or step up or something, then that that helps evade some of this this pass rush that he can get. Because yeah. I think the problem is with with this is when the Bengals get down by three touchdowns. Hmm. Um you can't run the ball. You you know, because I said this is a Tennessee game. They had the ball for almost the whole second quarter. They, they Tennessee had the ball for almost the whole third quarter. Yeah. You know, we didn't get the I mean, I know people say, well, look at all the stats, how many times we had the ball. Yeah, but look how long <laughs> Tennessee had and they scored. Yeah. Yes. They come back at me and say, Well, we didn't score. I got it. I know. I understand we didn't score. Our defense didn't stop anybody. My point is when you have a quarterback who can't move and you have to throw the ball, and they know you can only do it over the middle and a little dinkies and ducks because they can't throw it outside, they can't throw it deep. That makes it pretty easy to sack them. It does. I, Joe Burrow's a great quarterback. I think we can all agree. He doesn't have the strongest arm in the world. No, I think we don't. can all admit that's that. He, that's why he needs the mechanics. That's and so and so yeah. Right. So when like a lower body injury like that, he needs that lower body. That's yeah. the problem. He just doesn't have that lower body right now to get those throws down the field. You you can just see it. And the Bengals' offensive line has not played well either. Let's not pretend like they have. I mean, no. I don't. I haven't been very impressed by what they've done. I think Cordell was it was it last week or the week before Cordell Volson's PFF passing grade was like zero point zero, which I didn't know was possible. It's it, I don't think that they've played all that well. I, I I would have far less concern about this Cardinals front than I would about the Titans though. I, I just don't think they they've gotten after some quarterbacks, but they don't have like that wrecking ball like Jeffrey Simmons, um, who could just. Take over games, right? We, we've which, seen it. Which is more what what the Ravens had. They have a good defense, but they don't have that rushing yeah. ball. So, yeah. and we all lost to the Ravens by three points. So, you're saying there's a chance, Dallas? I can feel it. You're telling me there's a chance. There's definitely a chance. <laughs> like I, I, there's absolutely a chance. Yes, I don't know. I, the Bengals have dealt with this like for, it, for the past couple of years of, of teams just sitting back, playing cover two or two high shells, and saying, you know, throw underneath. Good throw balls. Yep. I think that was a problem before Joe got hurt, and it's an obvious that was a problem. problem. Last year, at the beginning of the year, yeah. That's, yeah, and it's an it's like an even a bigger problem now that he can't get anything down the field. He can't test that. He can't make any sort of like escapability or get outside the pocket. Joe Burrow's not is never going to be a, a rushing quarterback, no. but he but rolling I think, out, stepping rolling up. out. He's got yeah. some of the best pocket movement, pocket presence. I think of of the current quarterbacks. And he he's he's got that escapability, right? Where he could just just get enough, he can do enough. I it just doesn't have that right now. It, it's right. and I think it's I think it's going to be time. It's just going to be time to see if he can do that. Now uh, I, I'm going. I can't even pronounce his his name on here. Mayfron, May, May whatever. He said, "I hope the Bengals are absolutely terrified of the Cardinals, and the Bengals think this is going to be easy, easy win. They will lose. I don't think the Bengals think anything right now is going to be an no. easy win. They they they." they Trust me, the Bengals single, and this is where I'm at as a fan. My single mindset right now is beat Arizona. That's yeah. where they're at. They they are going to do everything possible they can to because they can't lose this game. 
Yeah. They, they, that's their mindset. The coach team said, we can't lose this game. We got to win it. So I don't think they're overlooking the Cardinals at all. And I, and I don't know if they overlook Tennessee or not. I'm just saying the offensive scheme that they put together on Monday night was completely different than what they did on Sunday. That's all I'm saying. So I don't know if they overlooked them or not. I don't think they're going to against Arizona. I don't think they will either. I'd like to see like a sense of urgency that maybe we haven't seen that we didn't see last week. Um, I'd like to see maybe if they win the toss, maybe don't take the ball first this time, which they've been doing. Well, the way the defense is playing, I don't know. <laughs> no, but like you're giving the other these other teams a chance to, yeah. to score right at the end of half and then score uh, right after the halftime. And like that, you just don't want to do that. I don't know. I, I it, It's hard to say because I keep I keep thinking, you know, there needs to be changes. There need to do something different. I, I, but I don't know exactly what that is. I think That's it's where just... I'm at. I'm like, well, everybody say, well, change the quarterback. I'm like, that, that doesn't mean it's going to fix everything for a guy yeah. to throw three freaking passes in the NFL. I'm like, it's not that, uh, or, or change the play caller. It's not that, that isn't a simple fix. It's kind of like someone on the radio here said, what if Joe Burrow sat all the way till, uh, till the bye week and, and you can 100% guarantee he's going to be better? Well, okay, cool. Sign me up well, for that. But you can't. Let's live in reality here. That's the, the season would be over. I mean, I, the season would, would would just be over. You might as well give up. I mean, this. Well, he was I, saying if you go if you go to to the bye week and you end up being three and three. Oh, this, if you this somehow okay. last week, yeah. Gotcha, if, you gotcha. gar- if you guarantee the Bengals be three and three, and after the bye week, Joe come back and be hundred percent. Yeah, I think every Bengal <laughs> fan would take that. But that's not reality, it's and not I hate reality. those questions because that's again, it's not reality. <laughs> I know. I know, and, and I know, and I, it's just tough, right? Because I think the expectations were just so high coming into mm-hmm. this year. Like, the highest I can remember it, it, since I've been following and being a fan of the Bengals, honestly. Well, it, that's what everybody said. They're high last year. I think everybody expected us to win a Super Bowl last year. So I guess, but, like, I think just being – the fact that you've, you've been to the, ch- the championship game twice in a row, now you go out and get Orlando Brown, you know, Joe Burrow's entering his third or fourth season. I think th- this just felt like the season. To me, it felt like the Bengals are going to go out and win 14 games this year. They're going to run and go on the Super Bowl run. That's what it felt like until Joe got hurt. And I think just it's hard for a fan base to have those expectations and now be where the Bengals are sitting, right? Yeah. It's pretty jarring. Call me me crazy. I still have those expectations. Until I'm going to be – I'll tell you this. If they lose Arizona, I'm going to be absolutely freaking crushed. I will will tell you that right now. (laughs) It's going to crush me. So, all right, let's get to this other uh, question I got for you about uh, Zach Taylor. Now. The way the season has started and the stretch that they're in now, I'm, I'm talking from now until the bye week. Yeah. How is this going to define Zach a, as a coach? I mean, is this this is to me this is the the defining stretch for Zach Taylor as the Cincinnati Bengals head coach. I mean, is am I overstating that? Of how big this is? I mean, it's tough, right? I mean, I don't think Zach Taylor gets a lot of love around the NFL. From, from writers, from fans, from really anybody. I mean, Bengals fans know. This is a guy who's taken a team to the AFC Championship game twice in a row. He's been to the Super Bowl. And yet, every list of head coach rankings I see, he's somewhere around 15, 16. Maybe that's fair. Maybe people just think that this team is, like I said before, it's a player-run team that has a lot of talent, and Zach Taylor's not doing that much. I, I think you're right that this is – if that's the vision people have of him, if that's the image people have of him, these next two games are kind of the, the chance to kind of push back against that. If if he can do something to make life easier on Joe Burrow, which they haven't really done so far. Well, they did it Monday night. Okay, they did it Monday night. Yeah, so I have, they have done it. <laughs> they have done it. 
I I don't know. I would like to see. I would like to see him be more aggressive, like we just talked about. I would like to see him do a little more to keep Burrow safe in the pocket, whether that's like chipping with tight ends and running backs, or right. you know, what, whatever it is on the, along the offensive line to have more cohesion there. I think it's an important stretch. I, I do think that if this season goes down the drain and keeps kind of looking like it is so far, I don't know that people will really blame Zach Taylor though. I mean, I think, I, I think. Just given where Joe Burrow is and how he's looked, I think that's how people will remember this season if it kind of goes down the drain is that, oh, yeah, that was that season that Joe had the calf thing and, you know, they went 6-11 and 11 or whatever, and then they rebounded the next year. I don't I don't necessarily think that people will will hold Zach Taylor to account for an injury. Now, if, if they go out and look completely lethargic again on both sides of the ball and Joe Burrow is still playing like this and there's no obvious signs of help and – you know, all these kind of factors that we've seen, then yeah, I think the I think the pressure would be on him a little bit, but I don't know. We're a long ways away from like Zach Taylor being on the hot seat or anything like oh, that. Yeah. I I, I'll put it this way. I mean, I don't even if we lose Sunday, Joe's going as soon as Joe starts getting healthy, we're gonna win a bunch of games. I mean, uh, it might be yeah. it, that's what that's where I'm at. I'm like, but it, that's the problem though, it might be too might be too late, you know. So yeah. That's it very I'm well like, could be. That's where people are like, well, I just, you know, because somebody made a, a comment in the in the comments here that, mm. well, if we lose, we should just tank. That's not happening. This team is not going to freaking tank. I mean, I, they're not. I mean, Joe Burrow, like you just said in this broadcast, Joe Burrow is one of the highly, most highly competitive people in this in this country. I mean, yes. most of these guys on this team are. They are not going to tank. I don't care what whatever. I don't care if Marvel Lewis Jr. Or, or Marvin Lewis Jr. Um, <laughs> I got Marvin Lewis. Right. Marvin um, Harrison. Marvin Harrison Jr. is is out there or not? This team is not going to tank. So y'all just get that out of your brain. It's, it's no. not going to happen because it's, they're too talented of a team and they're too competitive for that to happen. So uh, the thing is, what we're going to find out is we're going to win a lot of games. We're going to have a winning record, but we're going to miss the playoffs if we don't win. Or, well, we got to be three and three, I think, going into the bye. That's where I'm at. I, that has to happen. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely, and I don't think it's a guarantee though. I, no. I, even if we think that they can win on Sunday, which I think we both do, Seattle Seahawks are a pretty good team. I mean, we if you watch the Monday night game, uh, they took down Daniel Jones 10 times. I mean, mm-hmm. I hate to see what they can do against this Bengals offensive line. Even if you get through that stretch and it's three and three, it's the 49ers, then it's the Buffalo Bills, then it's the Houston Texans who are playing well. It's, it's an absolute gauntlet. I think the, the Bengals have already failed the easy part of their schedule, which is unfortunate to say. And again, it's the reality of what it is, but it, they can save the season on Sunday, but that's not the end. I mean, there's, there, that's not even close to the end. There's a long way to go, even if they're able to pull out a win on Sunday. Yeah. There, there's a lot. It's like I said, we just got through the first month. I mean, it was a fast first month, but we just got yeah. through the first month. Um, uh, somebody, oh yeah. I was going to say, Ryan, uh, uh, who's the guy for uh, ESPN? Ryan, um, the former Steeler. Um, uh, Clark. Yeah. Ryan Clark. He said something I thought was kind of interesting uh, on Get Up Here today or yesterday that mm. he's disappointed in the uh, AFC North that he that they're not as good. I mean, the Steel, well, Steelers aren't as good. The Bengals haven't been as good. Mm. And that to me, when he said that, I'm kind of going, "Huh? You know, he's kind of right. The only team that's really played well yeah. is the Raptors. So <laughs> that I'm just thinking, in my optimistic mind, if we get on a roll here." And we start playing like we can play because out of all the teams that are there, the Bengals, I think, have the best shot, the most talented to turn this yes. around. 
So that, again, I'm like, well, all right. That gives me hope that, you know, the Steelers suck. I mean, Pickett's hurt. The Browns are what they are. We got to, I mean, we got to go Miles Miles Garrett. He got to deal with him. And they figure that out. So that's, again, where I'm like, all right, well, he's kind of right. So the Bengals can't turn us around. There's hope. I don't I don't think we're going to get the division. I, I think that's that. There are three games up on it. The, the Rams have to lose a lot of games that they shouldn't lose, which yeah. could happen. But which I think they ha- more, which they have done. <laughs> they have done because they get injured. So I mean, it's so not out of the realm of possibility. Yep. I, I think that's more 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 looking at the wild card, which ticks me off because I want the number one. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. Is, is the AFC North uh, the, a big disappointment for you as far as is how the teams have played? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think that's the one like silver lining you can look at is that it. Yeah, the Ravens are three and one, but. Steelers and Browns have not been playing that well. I was looking at some of the offensive efficiency numbers, and as bad as the Bengals have played, the Browns and the Steelers have been worse offensive from an offensive efficiency perspective. Now, now both their defenses have been much better than the Bengals' defense, and the Browns' defense is playing at a historic you know level. But it doesn't look like, unless the Ravens just absolutely run away with this division, which they could. I think they're very talented. I think they have good coordinators on both sides of the ball. They've gotten really unlucky with injuries, which yeah, they seem to, or you know, which they seem to every single season. But they, I was looking at the injury report this week. They are getting some guys back. Uh, some of their offensive linemen, Beckham is coming back to practice, so they're getting some guys back. That'd be the team I'd be concerned about. Mm-hmm. The Browns' defense and the Browns are just a bad matchup for the Bengals in general. I think. The Browns' defense is absolutely terrifying, but I still have a lot of questions about that offense. Deshaun Watson has had, I think, one good game as a Brown, which was week yep. three. Mm-hmm. And then it sounds like he chose not to play last week, even though he was <laughs> cleared, which was like, I've never heard of something like that. Yeah. Um, that was strange. And then, yeah, the Steelers, I don't know. Steelers get so much respect, uh, which I guess they they should because they never bottom out and Mike Tomlin's a great coach and stuff. But I hope to God he has his first losing season this year. I will. <laughs> I, that'll make me. I mean, trust me. I, I would rather the Bengals go to the playoffs than that happens. But if we don't make the playoffs, I want them to freaking lose. I'd love to have his first losing season. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, they're so bad on offense. I, I I just wrote something about Mad Canada this week. Like they're just. It's hard to watch. And I feel bad for Kenny Pickett, honestly. Like, I, I don't know if he's that great, but I don't think he's getting any help off it, like scheme-wise, anything like that. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Matt Canada told the CBS broadcast that the Steelers' offense is not built for comebacks, which – That's not that's good. Not what you want to hear, right? <laughs> that's <laughs> like, Okay, well, they're not good at scoring points either, so what <laughs> – what, which one is it? That's <laughs> Why the know. hell would you say? Oh, I don't, well, why not, would you even? We're just built to, to go from the lead. That's it. We <laughs> yeah. can't come back. Like, yeah, that's so, not good. <laughs> I don't know. It's not the AFC North that concerns me. It's just the rest of the AFC in terms of getting to the mountaintop, right? I mean, you watch the Miami Dol- and I know the Dolphins. Well, they put up seventy points one week. Yeah, but then they laid an egg against Buffalo, but, and then they go to Buffalo, and Buffalo puts up almost fifty on them. Right. But, but I'm just saying, like, those are the type of performances that the Bengals are going to have to try and ma- match up to let alone the Chiefs and, and the Ravens and, you know, any of these other AFC teams. The Bengals are not doing anything close to that right now. You know, And they have so much potential to do that. That's it looks I'm like at. a different sport compared to what the Dolphins and Bills are doing right now. So well, One thing I say, I say about Buffalo, too, is, is if you remember last year, their offense took off and yeah. played great. And the later got the season, the worse their offense got. Yes. Now, if that could happen this year, I don't know, but they've done it before. 
Yeah, I think the Bills are interesting because I do wonder if they're almost providing a blueprint for what the Bengals will need to do in the in the next, maybe not in season, but like over the off season, in terms of they're like running a lot of heavier twelve personnel, two tight end sets. They're really getting into like we need to get these short yardage, our ground game working, which was never working. They're they're trying to be a little more varied and and have mix up their personnel a little bit more and not just ask Josh Allen to go out and win every game. Maybe the Bengals could take a little take a little advice from that, you know. Maybe and I, Bengals run eleven personnel more than any team in the league. That's fine, but like maybe you need to have a little couple different approaches and be able to win in different ways. I don't really think the Bengals have shown that they can do that, and that maybe that goes back to coaching that we talked about before. But yeah, I think I think if the Bengals will want to look at what the what the Bills did this offseason and maybe try and copy some of that going into next year. Either way, we got to win Sunday. That's the bottom line. That This has to happen. Yeah. Dallas, you've been on for almost an hour. I appreciate you coming on. I, I love having uh, you guys on here. You and Jay, you guys are are, are great guys. And and everybody go check out your, your their podcast and everything that you guys write. Go ahead and plug your stuff before I let you go. Yeah, for sure. I really appreciate you having me on. It's, it's always a great conversation. Um, yeah, PFN Bengals podcast comes out every Tuesday with me and Jay. So please check that out. Check out all of Jay's. Great Bengals coverage. We've got coverage on other teams. I'm I'm doing general NFL coverage, betting, fantasy, college, anything you want. We've got it all. Profootballnetwork.com. Give us a click. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't take the betting uh, the stuff from you guys. I, I might do it from your actual betting guy. He, he's I think he's kicking your guys' ass. I, I, I think. I'll send you. I'll send you our internal pick spreadsheet where I believe I'm ten games up on Mr. J. Morrison right Ooh! now. So, uh... <laughs> Make that public. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, Dallas, man. I appreciate you. We got to win Sunday. We'll find Sorry. out and I'll definitely get you back on the show again. Who day? Great. Take care, man. See ya. All right, guys. Go check out Dallas. Go check out Jay. Of course, we all like Jay. And Dallas is, 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 is awesome too. He, uh, they do a great job on their podcast. I want to give a shout out to Aubrey. I, if, if you guys follow me on Twitter, I got a new background. I want for people on the podcast. If you're listening, I'm gonna click off real quick. I'll show everybody the new background that I have and uh, that Aubrey took for us. So it, it might get go quiet here for a little bit. So that was the picture that she took from the bridge after the Bengals won our first playoff game uh, in forever against uh, the uh, Vegas Raiders. So she uh, allowed me to use that. So I appreciate her. Let me use that. Uh, it's an awesome picture. So it's, and it's a great memory for, I was at that game. We we're lighting up cigars. It was awesome. So anyway, go check out Dallas. Uh, if you need any pictures, go find Aubrey. Uh, and, uh, she can take care of care of them for you. All right, let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And of course I appreciate every single one of them. They are who day nation, who day legion, radical reds. Uh, Bearcat Ruckus, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar, and then you follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter X, and TikTok. Twitter X handle is uh, at Jeff A. Trenopol. TikTok is Iceman90. Uh, Instagram, I'm starting to do, I'm, I'm starting to figure out Instagram. So go follow my Instagram stories and so like that. I'm starting to put links up for different videos and stuff I'm, I'm putting up there, and just different stuff I'm finding. So uh, if you guys are have not subscribed to the channel, please do. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports Strawberry Ice, if you're watching on anything else. And if you guys are on the channel, make sure you go click through some of the videos that I've put out here uh, lately and some of the, the shorts. I'm trying to do a little, little more content to try to give you guys some more inter entertaining stuff. 
Um, I did a little short on, and my I'm waiting for my in-laws to to come at me on this because the Tampa Bay Rays uh, had a playoff game yesterday, and they had the lowest attended playoff game to a major baseball playoff game since 1919. 1919. And the Devil Rays, excuse me, the Rays are actually really good, and they go to the playoffs a lot. And uh, I'm just, I'm like, you guys are all retired down there. Go to the game. Get a really good baseball product. I mean, hopefully that's where the Reds are training to with all the rookies we got and the ones we got coming up. We're going to be more like the Rays are and go to the playoffs more, but hopefully actually win the World Series. Either way, go check all that stuff out. I appreciate it. Like I said, I'm pulling this out of later on tonight. Put it on the podcast. It's on BeanPod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, like pretty much uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review and a comment for more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. Tomorrow, I have – oh, I got Trags. My boy Trags. Trags is going to be on. So, I'm having a pretty cool week with all these different uh, Bengals beat writers on here. Trags is awesome. Go follow him on Twitter. He will be on tomorrow. I confirmed it with him at practice today. And one thing I want to tell you that, that um, I did today. I went down to practice, and like I said, everybody calls me a homer, and I'm too much of an optimistic Bengals fan, which you're right, I am. I choose to try to look at stuff on the brighter side because if I if I had to come on here, I, and I've had to turn off sports radio here in Cincinnati because I, if I have to le- listen to, to somebody else tell me how – the season's over. They should have sat Joe Burrow. Zach Taylor needs to be fired. Zach Taylor needs to give up the plate calling. I'm going to drive a nail through my eye. I am like, that is not, to me, entertaining. That is mind-numbingly, I'm like, okay. And then get listen to other people get on there and just bitch and complain. I'm like, I got it. We all know what's going on. They got to change something. We know that, you know, but listen to it over and over and over again. I'm just like, I, I can't take this because it's just depressing. It's, I don't I don't live my life like that. I try to have fun, you know, and, and, and enjoy this. That's where I'm like, we're focusing on Arizona. We got to beat Arizona. Now, if that doesn't happen, it's going to suck. <laughs> I'll just tell you that. But my whole rant to this is I try to just give you an entertaining show Hopefully take your mind off of stuff. Hopefully give you some hope, you know, to what's going on. And uh, like I said, I've gotten called like my boss at work. Like I'd be like, I was freaking insane. I'm like, well, I was like, when the rest of them, you know, we can make the playoffs. Like, are you nuts? Like, well, we damn near did last year or something. It could happen. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Anyway, tracks on tomorrow. Make sure you guys check that out. I will see you. You guys have a great evening. Go watch some of the baseball playoffs. They are an absolute blast. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do. Did I say that already? I think I did. Anyway, I'm gonna get the hell out of here. I'm rambling. You guys have a wonderful day. That's just sports, baby. See ya.
black and white, we build it. Earn our stripes, you know we kill it. Bleed our colors, jungle dripping. Nasty, natty, yeah, we live it. Let the crowd get the city loud. Yeah, we feasting now. Fit the pounds, make the city howl. Now we beasting now. Thunder through the tunnel, from the sideline to the huddle. Stripes we tatted on the jungle when we flex that. Who they muscle on them? Stripes. Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the heart.